Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the finale of Peripheral, uh, number eight of season one, The Creation of a Thousand Forests, story by Scott B. Smith, teleplayed by Scott B. Smith and Greg Plagman, directed once again by Alric Riley. I thought the finale was satisfying in some aspects, but I do think we lost a little bit at the end there very much rushed i'm not sure if i even fully grasp what that last bit of plan was so certainly if i am incorrect i would like that insight blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below i am gonna read the books though i think that would be a much more better comprehension of the world that sometimes when you are adapting you don't have time to really massage as heavily and I understand that from an adaptation perspective but I do think that this show has potential to be even better with those contextualized aspects of it but I thought it was a really great first season of a television series or pretty good I don't know I I, I won't say great I would say Tania Miller was 10 out of 10 great she made watching this show very much a treat (laughs) more so I like the little surprises from the characters I wasn't expecting to be be surprised by and I'm certainly looking forward to see what they bring next I don't know why I'm just thinking about it right now because I keep seeing Connor why he had that fucking scarf (laughs) I must have laughed so hard every time he was on screen with that scarf I'm like what the fuck is that why why and can we not get any outfit changes which that makes sense though if you're you're in a body that doesn't necessarily need to be utilized more than just a tool I can understand for like going undercover or something to that respect that you would would have the character come out of their their uh what do you call that in superhero shows their suit their costume I'm just rambling away. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share. What am I replacing this show with? Not even quite sure. We got coming up on the roster, The Mandalorian, as well as Devs, The Sister, and i don't know we got a few other things still basically if you want to send feedback for any of the shows that i do black at gmail.com let's try to uh get back on track with some notes because if i don't i have a feeling i'm just gonna continue to ramble on as stated it was a good episode i gave it an 8.9 out of 10 but there was certainly some shaky parts that we'll jump into we start 2028 
Connor drops some depressive knowledge to Flynn beside his hospital bed about how life is like chess. Once you're checkmate, there is no rebooting. And this is so inspirational for how this episode plays out. But he's like, I would have went back and killed that bitch. I'm sure you would have, but that's not the, the point of life. It's not about going back and fixing those mistakes. It's about what comes after that. And I understand regret. We are going to, and I'm not saying that Connor especially wouldn't be full of plenty of regret in that moment, but it, it, it does speak a lot about the person that he, that he was. He took that risk of harm And of course, afterwards, he's like, that was the bad decision. But at that moment, that's what you felt. And I couldn't help but think after he said that, in the words of the prophet Muhammad Morgan, all life is precious. Darius Rucker, aka Tommy, done snuck up and became a top tier character. When now raining, he hops back in his truck, considers what he did. I did it my way. Before calling the situation in and transitioning fully into a badass. Somehow the oldest motherfucker in the building, Corbell, is still alive, but in a coma. But seeing as Tommy ain't going nowhere and Pickett feels like he understands what it means to dance with the devil those two may have a future story arc when tommy gets the job of the formerly deceased sheriff because i could see that happening in the future i'm just guessing though i don't know tommy makes his way over to the hospital once he hears that shots have been fired not thinking to check his voicemail (laughs) and reunites with his fiance after seeing that the flins are okay and it's very clear to me from an outsider perspective i'm like someone tried to kill y'all on the bridge someone tried to kill you at the hospital someone tried to kill the corporate y'all motherfuckers are involved is there no one else on the force it felt like there was a lot of motherfuckers there that should be putting some strings together lobier proposes an alliance between the flins and connor Telling her, despite how threatening Sharice Newland is, <laughs> when did she say I love the exact line? How uh, daunting the good doctor is. There are far more dangerous foes afoot. And now that the storm is coming, the only way is through it. And Lobear says, like, I can offer it in the only way I can, a way to help navigate it. While Wilf continues his mute strike. You ain't gonna do shit. I will say he is the most underwhelming uh, bit of... (laughs) He takes all of his news in the most underwhelmed fashion. (laughs) It just gives some looks. He may walk away dramatically. But he certainly does not have that visceral reaction to things that one would kind of expect in some of these situations 
I mean, I don't even know if you're actually in on this alliance. It feels like you just don't even really trust Lobier or you do, but you're just not trying to say anything because you don't want the information to get back to let. I don't know. I can't tell what you're trying to play at. And that's part of the issue. However, he does react to the news that despite her one demand, there is nothing that can be done about saving her mother's life who will die in 554 hours or 23 days. And that's kind of fucked up when you think about at the end of that plan and her, that conversation she had with her mama. Like, what the fuck, Flynn? Uh, so she'll die in 23 days. And even when the aunties are consulted, they confirm, look, the Lev's did, not the Lev's, but you know, him. They did do everything that they could to save her and there's nothing further that they could do she's like they promised they promised and she's more upset about it with Lobier than she is when she talks to the man who convinced her to take on that promise (laughs) but when feelings are involved I thought the advice her mama gave her was very heartwarming as she explains that when she was told about her condition that she took the news and thought about this being a great opportunity for her daughter who's been contentedly holding them all afloat to finally have a life that she feels that she deserves going after whatever she wants without any entanglements. They could even sell the house, get some extra money. Thus, in her dark moment, the idea of her her achieving some happiness uh, made her okay with dying. I thought that was sweet. And then she kept with the metaphors of the acorns, and that's when I started to tune out. Sharice arrives in a scene. She don't make no damn sense being that damn fly and elegantly diva sitting on a park bench. But who is she meeting though? Is that Ash? Right you are, motherfucker. I was like, okay, I see you. (laughs) That's what he said though. You were meant to be a klept. She tells all. And Cherie seems sufficiently alarmed that the information is already or possibly could be in clap hands. So she admits she will need to take drastic measures by accelerating the jackpot. Cause when she found out it was in her brain, she was like, Oh, well, that's weird. Lev knows the fuck he does. <laughs> that means he might tell the clept. And I don't think she's afraid of Lev, but of the people that showed the fuck up. What the hell? How did we get the Russians involved? (laughs) We got the oligarchy. (laughs) Oh, I'm so intrigued. But she admits that she's going to need to take drastic measures by accelerating the jackpot to destroy the stub, thus eliminating the whole damn problem, cutting off a limb to save the body. And that's going to, it's going to hurt her because that's decades worth of research gone in the process I, I i gotta read this book which seems to alarm ash when she finds out like oh man gonna fuck up her whole entire world that's fucked up i ain't gonna tell nobody though 
feel bad enough to tell you to allow you to make your next move after I made my move. And I kind of feel like that, that chess metaphor made sense that everybody's on the board making their moves and everybody ain't the worst of people, but everybody protecting their own. Um, and it's not even like, okay, I I can help you out when, when it's time to help you out, but I got to do me. So this is going to be really interesting in the future, I think, because I think the alliances are going to be odd because they all really, the characters you've met thus far in this first season, despite everything, all of the politics going around, have probably the most connection. And I do mean the right word i'm looking for because it's not really emotional yes there are emotional connections but yeah there are emotional connections i think that's the right word for it oh uh, where am i in my notes oh she asked so you want to be rewarded what do you want she says i want love dead due to breach of etiquette And despite it being a harder thing to accomplish with her assistance, it can be done. Jeez, once again, if Lev is tame having his son watch him murder people, can you imagine the mature club? Because he's a whole ass child. Ash knows Lobier has her own agenda, and I'm not sure what the fuck that is either. Flynn is welcomed back by Wilf. It's got to feel weird just to have a peripheral sitting next to you on a bench. You ain't talking to nobody. You ain't got no smartphone out. (laughs) You're just waiting. Whenever she's going to come back, I don't know. She didn't call me and tell me it's ahead of time. But Wilf welcomes her, who feels like the most isolated person in the world. So long, Mr. apologizes for presenting a possibility as a certainty regarding her mother to get her to agree to help them and now just kind of throwing a pity party for himself thinking alita is dead even though flynn wants to help him out to find her and he's the only person that cares it would feel at this moment why should he even want to (laughs) when he knows that lev well i don't know i'm still a little confused on that part but flynn is all about making that physical contact wilf tells us his backstory all told to him by alita who said he had a family once but all he recalls is the camps and the raids most of his memories are scattered alita took charge of him until he got them caught But then they ran away for nine months until he got sick. So she gave up her independence for him, showing her love. But she also working with his hated enemy. They link up once again because Wilf wants to talk to her. 
about Lobier's offer, but knows that she's going to listen in or anyone could be listening in. Who knows? So, um, while she feels his responses, he certainly doesn't think she should trust Lev. And because Flynn needs to know she, or wants to know, or understand what he won't say about his feelings regarding his sister and her. She asks about those things and gets a response. So he does the same. What about Wilf Netherton? Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. I think I said it was the Flynn's earlier. It's the Fishers. That's their last name. But yeah, after acknowledging over and over again that they got feelings for each other, <laughs> she figure out, she figures out where Alita is. Ash tells, she also has this, Alita's like, well, we fucked up when we had uh, thumbs, opposable thumbs, because now we can make weapons and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, I, get, get the fuck out of here. Have you watched the Nature Channel? Posable thumbs ain't got shit to do with shit about the nature of nature. It's just, unfortunately, things pop the fuck off. Go look at our cousins in the monkey kingdom. I'm coming out with that freaking Jones Chronicles. It's going to be called um, Monkeys, the Macaques, the Expose. <laughs> uh, they track where they're going, Ash tells Ocean, don't worry about telling Lev anything we serve a new master now he didn't ask no questions <laughs> they locate child alita who asks wilf what took him so long but calls him wolf before telling flynn that she gotta go despite wilf's objections she's like eyes and ears ash can hear and even addresses her Flynn is told to go home after Will promises to tell her everything. Can't tell a corpse. And it also made sense the beginning of the season when we saw a child Alita next to an adult Wilf. I'm like, oh, I was trying to figure out how the fuck that was. I didn't know she was in the peripheral. Alita somehow manages to sneak up on Wolf despite this being an open damn greenery and Alita drops bombs such as the cleft controlled shit back then after the collapse in the camps. The camps had the contagion, had a contagion. It began to spread so they decided to genocide 5 million people on the very fields that they are standing on and you don't even need to dig very long or deep to find the skull. Which Wolf is screamed at to hold. What are you doing? Touch it. I don't want to fucking touch it. Okay? The implants aren't just to suppress trauma, but their memories of the event that basically the clep killed all of our families and then took the leftovers in to foster. A group of what did he call them? Rabble? Also pop out of nowhere and it was like 10 people and i'm right there with them like what the fuck i'm not impressed by this shit <laughs> you and your annie squad ain't gonna do nothing the cleft and the ri are going to destroy you very easily 
but they're like not with what's inside Flynn's head and he's like no wonder you sent her away and now I know what you want Jasper gets condolences this was a weird scene because <laughs> it came on in nowhere but Jasper gets condolences from Buddy and the rest of his minions at the table like yeah well I'm second in charge well you're still gonna wash cars and proceed to bully him without his uncle's protection so i'll put it on your uncle's tab when all pass out he parks the car on the train tracks you shouldn't have been talking shit you know what i finally put his face together he was in the walking dead with tyrese he was trying to kill judith he had that evil look on his face i'm like can you just take that picture and knock him in his head and then i thought for a minute okay he gonna do what his uncle taught him (laughs) but it wasn't that hot outside so uh he decided the next best thing was the train tracks but then he calls his wife thinking she wants him to be a man and stand up for himself but she admits she married him for his kindness and that she only feels like he deserves a win every once in a while he's like oh i'm i'm i made him may have made a huge mistake and then we hear the train and they're dead anyway so she's definitely gonna know what his mistake was unlike tommy's fiance and he killed the sheriff right yeah he totally killed the sheriff poor tommy it's fort knox for him even though he gives up the info gives her the heads up on the fact that they go blow up a missile silo how the fuck do you just in like what kind of infiltration program do we got going on in this stub that the u.s military is like yeah thank you yeah let's totally just blow up this missile silo um he murdered for you girl and you forgot all about him so she returns with ash walking her back he's like i know you've been in some shit <laughs> like not stop tiptoeing tommy like bitch you gotta tell me what's going on i need to know i got bodies all right i got future fucking tech over in this bitch what are we doing she asked why she returned upon realizing ash knew about the 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 what do you call it extinction of her timeline she admits that she went to Sharice because the club cannot have the data in her head. Ash feels empathy, but it really is winner takes all. And you would think that once again, uh, Flynn would have a far more visceral reaction to the news. Like, you went to my enemy? Because I want to kill that bitch. I will never, ever believe that you are a credible threat to Sharice. It's just not happening. It's never going to happen. Even when y'all are having those word offs. This woman killed someone with some bees. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, where were we once again? Because I've lost my place in my notes. <laughs> She's like, where are you going? I'm going to go win. All right. Uh, she tells Connor with his and low bears help she's gonna open a new stub and the amount of sim talk i'm supposed to understand went over my head basically we gonna fake my death or we're gonna really kill me and then open a stub and she thinks she thinks that she's dead and thus they have access to the library of info needed 
that they may save her world from the jackpot. I don't know. This whole thing was a little convoluted for me. Lobier can't open the stub due to the delicate power structure. It would be a declaration of war. As I stated, this goes way higher and I need to know what those stakes are because it still feels as if <laughs> Flynn is a small potato in a much larger dish. She goes to the facility and after a brief fight where Sharice knows she opened a new stub and escaped it. And then it turns out that Connor is sent to kill her. And then she's going to work up in her peripheral body, even though everybody's not going to know that they're dead. That's why I, what, I, mm, I'm still a little confuddled. I'll probably go find a think story video. I'm probably sure he has the peripheral, the ending explained. <laughs> the messed up thing about all this is Burton doesn't know. No one does. Your mom about to die. Burton gonna have to live with her death all on his own. You ain't even gonna be there to say goodbye to your mother. Um, you know, you get Cherise to stop from nuking the place. But I, I felt like they they didn't need to open us. They could have just planned her death. <laughs> that felt like a rational reaction versus the one in which they, I mean, we're literally talking about people who create other bodies that look just like you. There was an after credit. That's how we left the episode. I was like, oh, she, with her waking up and Lil Bear's like, okay, what we do next? There was an after credit scene, which I'm glad someone told me, and I bet you no one told me me, and people only told me today because I watched it today. Sorry. But there is an after credit scene where Lev and Dominica have their, were going to lunch with his family. That is not going to happen because there are three Russian men sitting at their table. She walks away like, what the fuck did you do? I love you because you might be dead he sits they give excuses for his father <laughs> he is warned to cut all ties with R.I. immediately and while they laugh at his apology because he's like I didn't know I did anything wrong I was just trying to look out for us try to get the okay okay I get you I get you but I'm gonna need you to seriously cut all ties we like to keep tabs on R.I. but no the shit ends now don't get into that shit at all or it's clearly fucking with their own interest and they said look you need to cauterize the room by killing all assets associated with the scheme and he said all of them all of them or or we do it for you and we kill you and your entire family so you all can go down with that ship so this is going to be interesting because we know that Lev clearly said that he is fond of his things. I think he's particularly fond of Wilf. There's a genuine, I still don't, I'm still not convinced on what exactly it is, but there's a genuine something there. And he, he seemed to like Ash well enough. He says, like, I don't fucking like Ocean, but Ash, I like you. So uh, what is what is that going to mean? There's the Alita problem too, because that's technically one of his assets. Yeah, because he, he had Wilf re recruit Alita. They were doing it for him. 
I don't think he's going to want to kill Wilf in particular. Plus, his wife seems to really enjoy him, too. (laughs) But those are my thoughts on the finale. We do have feedback, which is why this finale is late. Yeah, throwing you all the way on the bus and going to run you over it, too. Because Mimi was like, don't post the finale without me. It's like, okay, okay. I call check on her. Like, what's up? What's up, boo? Uh, I'm getting my herded. I'm getting my herded. Mm-hmm. But she was able to finally get feedback for this finale. So let's hear what she has been feeling about the Peripheral series. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for the peripheral. I finally finished all the episodes. Now, I got to be very frank with you. I have no idea what's going on with that ending. Um, If I understood it correctly, I understood the part where Flynn rebooted everything. So I'm assuming that last scene was her in the year 2032. And because she's dead, they didn't blow up the silo early, which or blow up the silo, which triggered the jackpot to start early because that's what what was her name? Helen? No. Well, Sharice, that was what she wanted to be done. Yeah, I completely didn't understand any of that. I will say that the introduction of Lowbeard, was that her name? Lowbeard? Is it Beard or Beer? I'm not sure, but her um, characterization, her job, like everything about her, like, I don't know, I when she was first, like when we were first introduced her, I thought she was going to be a villain, but then I realized that she can't, she can't be any more villain than Sharice and the white guy, because they were pretty villainous too, even um, old dude um, in Flynn's time, the guy that was running the whole town. All the motherfuckers were um, villains. And it seemed like Lowbeard was the only person that was actually a decent human being. <laughs> um, I One thing I, that stood out to me was her saying about Flynn and Burton and um, Connor. They um, The timeline was different. Like she remembers the timeline being different. Connor um, had all his limbs. He came back fine physically, but Burton was dead. But because of the haptics that they, you know, introduced to them early, it changed the timeline. That's crazy. So it seems as though Wolf, Wolf, Wolf going back messed up some stuff is what it sounds like. I'm glad we're getting a season two because I am all about finding out like, you know, the whole like rebel crew and Alita and Wolf, Wolf. I don't know why I keep saying his name wrong. Like that's interesting. I also like the fact that in the other timeline, Flynn was married to Tommy, her longtime crush. <laughs> so that was cute. Um, and this is just a side note. And I don't know if I'm imagining things or it, like, cause I see it and then sometimes I see it. The actor that plays Tommy, is he supposed to be black? Because sometimes he looks black, but then sometimes he looks white. Like, is he just one of those white passing black, like, biracial kids? Because I feel like that's what it is. He has a lot of black features, but his skin's pale as hair. And hell, and he has, like, straight hair. Anyway, 
Um, the other thing that I like was the way Tommy just said, fuck it. And he killed everybody. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I also think that old dude's nephew, I don't remember anybody's name and I really don't, the, these side characters aren't really that important to me, but he put the dude on the, the train track. Like why, like why? Like, I, I don't know. Like, was he trying to grow a backbone? I, I don't know. Like, they they think that they don't even think of you in the competition of, of your uh, taking over your, your uncle's business. These all are some idiots and you feel like you feel like you're better than them. Like, why not just say, dude, that's my uncle. I'm taking over this shit. Like, I don't know. He, he is definitely a pussy and he's weak and he's not very bright, but it doesn't seem like any of those guys were very smart they were all like bullies and then the one dude with all the like was that shit on his lip supposed to be herpes was it scratches i don't know but it was very disturbing and distracting um that whole scene was ridiculous like why'd you lock the keys in the car and why'd you forget and why didn't you like you didn't even put anybody in the driver's side like i mean i guess the car got like badly burned but the way DNA works and stuff like that, like, like impact and like they, they could be able to tell that nobody was in the driver's side, that someone left them there. And that was murder. Um, I don't know, but that whole thing was hilarious. I thought it was funny how he called his wife. Like, why are you sitting there watching while you talking to her? Like, why aren't you trying to get home? Why don't you just kick them out of your car? They're all wasted. Just throw them on the ground. Let them fucking die hypothermia. That seems like a better plan. Like, I would have just kicked them out of my car and left them in the middle of nowhere. You know, you can uh, wake up and be okay. Or maybe you'll freeze to death. This this on you. They were clearly so fucking drunk. They didn't hear him banging on the 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 window trying to get him to get out of the car. And they were so stupid that you see lights coming towards you really fast. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And you're just sitting there staring at it. Like they were so fucking drunk they couldn't even realize that you're about to die. All of that was pretty terrible, but hilarious. I don't know what that means for him. Maybe now that he got some bodies on him, he'll grow a backbone because it seems like his um uncle has been trying to get him to grow some balls since he was a little boy and he still doesn't have any um and I don't care what his wife tried to pacify him with when you play a monopoly that's the one time it's okay to be ruthless you're playing to win how you gonna win if you keep giving people your money the faster everybody goes broke the sooner the game's over like who wants to play monopoly for four hours like dude you are weak and it's not kindness, it's fucking stupidity. And I think that's what she should have done. She should have said, like, you need to understand the difference between kindness and stupidity. Because I don't think it's weak to have compassion. I mean, her husband's a weakling, but that's not related to his kindness. Like, he's just a simpleton. Um, he's clearly too weak to have a backbone and stand up. It's like, if you don't want to do dirt tell your uncle you don't want to fucking do dirt don't associate yourself with that but if you're going to be around him if you're going to continue to do shit shady shit that you know he does 
because you're too chicken to stand up and say, I don't want to do this, then that is weak. But you giving people, giving your friends money because you feel bad that they're losing, that's just stupid. (laughs) The object of Monopoly is to win and to make everybody bankrupt, to put all your pieces, all your properties on the board and make it so that everybody owes you money and they they're poor. And then the game's over. (laughs) Giving them money is just prolonging the game. Who wants to play Monopoly that long? I know I don't. So I think he's stupid and he's uh, simple, but I like that that wasn't weak. And I feel like she should have explicitly explained the difference. But she did marry him. So, I mean, I feel like you stupid, too. Like you clearly knew how he was when you decided to marry that dumbass fool. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm interested to see in season two what's going on with him. Like I said, maybe he will be his new uncle because whatever for whatever reason, that futuristic pulse blast did not kill him. Um, it's crazy that he's still alive when it fucked up uh, Burton's like peripheral to the point where like she had to like she couldn't use his anymore. That's crazy. Um, and then what happened to old dude's wife? Like she was really cocky. I liked her like sassiness. I loved how she knew the business. I love how she was. She was protecting her husband, but she was real stupid. Like, I don't know. Like you're with a fucking man who kills people for a living. And you, you were so blase about, you know, trying to get him to talk that you let yourself get set up and real fucking badly too like that shit was smart as fuck it's what you get because you weren't even thinking about the possibility this water in this tank if if this tank breaks which let me let me make sure ain't nothing sharp around so this man don't get free like that's your own fault being dumb um the other thing i loved i loved connor oh my god finding out what really happened to him broke my soul because it's crazy that the reason that that happened was because the technology from the future they brought to the past and put it in them so those haptics that they put in you know upped his compassion so even though he knew that it was a possibility that this dog in this barbed wire was a trap he still decided to do it and then he didn't even die he just became a double triple amputee like that's pretty fucked up like I'm surprised you know he even he's even still alive because I mean let's just be real like the rates of suicide of people with chronic like diseases and and uh, physical um, disabilities is very high and someone who who's missing both their legs and an arm and was in the military, like with the mental health problems that they have and his physical, um, I guess, like, I mean, he's adapted pretty well, but he's still not whole. And that can't be like that has to fuck with his mental health. Clearly, we see them drinking all the time. Um, so, you know, the fact that he's even still alive is is something that's crazy. Um, but Anyway, um, I love seeing him with his whole, like, being whole again. I love seeing him being able to combat. I love seeing him, you know, fighting and then with that robot. And then I loved when he, like, when she kicked Burton's ass 
and killed him and he turned and looked at her and was like you know you're awesome or I love you or whatever he said to her he was so happy that when she kicked him off the damn building I don't know it was just it just warmed me so he he came back too it's like I'm gonna marry that robot lady (laughs) that was adorable to me like it was so cute and the best part was the fact that she clearly felt something for him too because she was like um Burton is trustworthy loyal um we'll pick the other one it's like well if he's loyal and um you know smart why would we pick the other one and she was like "Ooh, I don't even know my 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 robot brain cannot compute why I just said that like that was that was awesome I loved it um what else um, I just, I guess I just, I don't know, understand exactly what the ending is. So I'm hoping that maybe you can give me some type of resolution, maybe after listening to the podcast, because I haven't really been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've just been listening to music on my way to work. Um, like I said, I've been reading, uh, I don't know. I've just been in a strange mood, but I, I need to get over it so I can get back to watch my shows. Like I, I haven't sent feedback on anything and I watched the season three finale of Vikings like a month ago. And I still haven't you back on that. So I'm going to get my life together, I promise. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease. Start over because I just lost my train of thought forever. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi, out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode and the season as a whole. Girl, I ain't got nothing to help you out with. Look, we both like, I'm glad I'm not alone though. I'm like, shit, I don't fucking know what gonna happen. I, I just kind of feel like they rushed up at it. Just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. But I'm sure somewhere out there in the universe, there is a think story video that explains the ending. <laughs> so I'll share that link with you. I'll share that link with you. It is low beer. B as in boy, E E R. But I can understand low beard because it's both a weird name. Last name. Never heard of it. Dude, I thought it was herpes on his face too. But those was tattoos. I was thinking, I was like, dude, why do you have cold sores on your face? Why are, you t- why are you even close to me with that shit? It was disgusting. And why would you get tattoos on your face like that? I, I don't get it. Unless you're in the, the M whatever mafia, that shit's fucked up. I just watched a video about that. So I know what you mean about going in them rabbit holes. I've been in rabbit holes myself. Shit, it's Saturday. I ain't recording nothing yesterday. <laughs> I was full freaking Simon Whistler dropped the three hour podcast on Jeffrey Dahmer. And I was like, well, there goes my evening and night because I was all over that shit. <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning listening about Jeffrey Dahmer. So, um, Tommy is black. <laughs> And another prediction, he gonna cover up that murder for Jasper. Or he could get the street cred. Either way. Either way. Because, cause, yeah, because even Tommy was like, yeah, I don't know nothing about that thing. Oh, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Basically was his response. <laughs> Just crime being crime. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't, I, I agree with everything you said about Jasper. 
absolutely not even invested in that until he put them on the train tracks that was the only part where i was like yeah yeah that's what you do when you bully people (laughs) i don't know why people act like bullies can't strike back and he stole the money so i felt like he was always out of place in you can't and i'm kind of weird with bobby ann whatever her name is too because i know you billy ann I know you know your husband's uncle is doing his dirt and his right there with his uh, nephew right with him. Come on now. <laughs> you knew what you married. Um, and that's all I have to add. Uh, I felt like Tommy was dead dirty for all the things that he did. She at least could have, she had moved on so quickly. <laughs> it's like I had a new chocolate man, okay? But, uh, yeah, I am excited for season two. I'm glad there's going to be a season two. And I am really excited for the very same things that you are intrigued by. If you have any lingering thoughts, definitely leave those below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic. Hustling, 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 hustling